Today, I want to lay out the perfect diet plan for anybody who is trying to look better, so to speak. Here's the deal. Most diet plans or nutrition advice that people give in order to lose body fat and look better aesthetically is usually going to cause a hormonal downregulation. It's going to cause some type of fallout where our testosterone drops, our metabolism slows down, we get thyroid issues, whatever it may be. And at the end of the day, we end up suffering hormonally and we lose muscle mass. We lose performance and we can't sustain the diet. So the issue with this is we end up getting to this result where we may be leaner, but we're not as dense. We don't have as much muscle mass. And more importantly, we do not feel good because our hormones are not in a good place. See, I see this all the time in the industry and it constantly triggers me because I want to provide quality information. That's what Theo and I are all about with the Mind vs. Muscle podcast. It is purely about telling the no BS truth and approach about how to actually train, how to actually diet. And most importantly, how coaches can implement that and relay that message to their clients. Because we know that a lot of the audience that listens to the show is coaches themselves. So if we can help both sides of the spectrum deliver the right message, we are going to win. And that's the goal of this podcast. With that being said, today I'm going to talk about the perfect diet which is essentially something I created recently after being frustrated with all the stuff I see online. See, I was sitting in the airport getting ready to fly out to LA last week and I was scrolling through Instagram and I must have scrolled through three or four posts that just triggered the hell out of me. It frustrated me. A couple of them were from other coaches and a couple of them were from people who are falling for these fad diets, for these quick fix crash diets and anything like that. And I'll be honest, I have a 30-day transformation program running through my online business. But once you enroll in it and you go to the sales page, you realize that it's actually just a start. It's something that is going to shift people into a better lifestyle. So I tell them from the start, like right up front, like this is not a program that is going to promise 30 pounds in 30 days. This is a program that is going to set you up for the rest of your life. And that's why my tagline is on it is get a year's worth of results in 30 days because I want to teach you how to get these results. So after the 30 days... You can just keep going. And and what I started thinking as I was reading these posts and as I was getting kind of pissed off by hearing these idiot trainers out there, I'm not going to go into detail. (laughs) Let's just say that I didn't like the post. And then I felt bad for the people who were falling for them. I started thinking to myself, what is the perfect diet? And it immediately clicked in my head that what I've been doing over the past, I don't know how many years I've been coaching nutrition – It's taking all these pieces and parts of all these different nutrition plans and strategies and implementing them into one system. It's like artwork, right? Or making a recipe. I'm taking all these different ingredients and I'm baking a recipe with it. And what I've learned over the years is that there's two different ways to approach nutrition, right? There's chefs and there's people who follow recipes. Following a recipe is taking advice and implementing that specific thing. But as a chef, you don't need measurements. You don't need advice. You don't need other people's ingredients and recipes. You kind of dictate how you do things and you play with things as you go, right? And we all know that good chef, whether this is a good analogy or not, we all know that really good chef who, like my grandma, for instance, hey, how much of that did you put in there? She has no fucking clue. She just throws a, a pinch of this and a handful of that and it turns out perfect. 
But that's how the chef aspect of nutrition works. You should be able to take all these different things and know that if I take a little bit of this strategy and a little bit of this strategy and mix it with some of this strategy, it's going to suit this person best because I know that this will allow them to adhere better. It's not going to harm their body and they're going to get the long-term result that they want to see. Now, that was kind of a little bit of a rant between a bunch of random shit that I threw out there, but you get the point. The perfect diet. So I started thinking about this and I was like, I need to create an article. And I actually reached out to someone and I'm not going to tell you guys who – but I'm going to be writing this article for their site. So it's going to be published soon and I will share the link in the Mind vs. Muscle team page. By the way, if you're not in there, go to the show notes, click the link, go join the Mind vs. Muscle team page. There's conversations going on daily. Anyway, so I'm writing this article for this guy and I got on the plane and it was perfect, which is why I love planes. I don't know about you guys, but the plane is like one to three hours, however long my flight is, of just quiet time to do work. When I flew down there, I finished an article and half a book. When I flew uh, from there to uh, San Jose, I finished another article, and then on the way home, I finished a ton of programming. Like it was, It's perfect because it's quiet. Nobody can talk to me, and I can just go to work. So I ended up writing this article, this blog called The Perfect Diet, and that's what I'm going to break down for you guys today because I thought it would be a perfect episode for the listeners. And the, what, I, what I titled it as is getting ripped and actually keeping your health because – What we all want is to get lean, but if we don't maintain our health, we can't actually stay lean, and that's the purpose of everything, right? Yeah, we want to look good in 30 days, 45 days, 90 days, whatever the goal is, but if we can't maintain that so we actually look good next summer, what the fuck is the point? We all want to see good results, but we need to learn how to maintain that result, and the way to do this is there's going to be a few steps that I take you through, but the first and foremost thing is staying healthy. If we do not stay healthy, our hormones will crash, and when our hormones crash, maintaining muscle and continuing to lose more body fat in the long run is not an option. We need to keep health high, we need to keep performance high, and we need to keep muscle mass on our body, and that's why the first thing that we need to know about the perfect diet is being patient. If you are not patient with your diet, you are looking for results that will not last. So what I did is I laid out a table and essentially it goes like this. The amount of weight to lose in your ideal time frame. If you only have one to five pounds to lose, I mean you're anywhere between four to ten weeks I would say. And that's a good ballpark range because that's slow enough. You're looking at 0.5-1% of body weight per week. If you have five to ten pounds, more like 10 to 15 weeks, if you have 10 to 15 pounds, more like 12 to 18, if you have 15 to 25, you have more like 16 to 24 weeks, 15 plus pounds could be 24 plus weeks. Now, I know plenty of people who can lose 15 pounds in two weeks. Shit, if I get a client who says, I need to see 15 pounds weight loss in eight weeks, consider it done. The science is easy. The issue is maintaining that afterwards. And that's why I'm so adamant about taking it slow. So why the slow process? Exactly that. We need a process and a diet and a nutrition plan that's actually going to keep muscle mass on our body. Because if we don't have muscle mass on our body, we are not going to sustain that. We're not going to stay healthy. And there's a lot of reasons why longevity is related to the muscle mass on your body. So if we rush the fat loss process, we're going to end up just being skinny fat, first of all. And nobody wants to be skinny fat. And And even for whether you're a guy looking to have a bunch of muscle or a female who's looking to just get leaner and lose weight, if you look at any of your ideal body types, what you will notice is that they are actually dense individuals. They look like athletes. 
very rarely do I see anybody say, hey, I want to look like this chick right here or this dude right here, and they're just skinny. It doesn't happen. These people that we look to and, and want to picture our body as, they're hard. They're dense. They have muscle mass. They have shape to their body, and without muscle on your body, that is not going to happen. So on top of that, another reason we don't want to lose the process for men is because we don't want to have the testosterone of a 75-year-old man who lives in a house full of women for the last 37 years, aka zero T levels. And the point behind that is testosterone is not only linked to getting boners and being excited about another female. It's also linked to the muscle mass on our body. It's also linked to stress and performance and recovery and health and longevity in general. There's a reason why men have testosterone and there's a reason why we want to keep it high. But if we crash diet and we go too hard, we're going to lose that very fast. The third reason is metabolism and thyroid. And these are two directly correlating things. If your thyroid is damaged, you likely have a a messed up metabolism. Now, you can tell if you have a, a, a poor metabolism for many reasons. I mean, you can look at your uh, so the tip of your nose, feet, and, and hands, like your fingertips, your toes. If you're they're cold often, you might have a low metabolism. If you're fatigued and have low energy all day, yet you get in bed and you're restless, you probably have a low metabolism. If you are dieting and training hard and you still can't seem to break through this plateau and still lose weight, you probably have a low metabolism. If you have mood swings, if you have energy drops, if you have like crash energy where you get a big spike of burst of energy and excitement and then you crash and then you're depressed and you have energy, you probably have low metabolism. There's a million ways and there's probably actually about like 13 more reasons. I made a big ass list actually on my newsletter. But the point is, is there's a lot of things that happen when you have low metabolism. And once you have a low metabolism, it becomes extremely hard to not only survive and thrive and have a healthy lifestyle, but it also becomes hard to maintain fat loss. So if you become skinny and you lose your metabolism, you are hurting yourself in the long run tremendously. So we need to keep metabolism high. And when we look at metabolism, metabolism is directly related to our daily caloric intake, our activity level, and our muscle mass. So if we crash diet and we lower calories extremely low, what happens? Our metabolism takes a hit because our body adapts to that caloric intake and so does our metabolism. And once our metabolism metabolism adapts to this lower calorie intake, we essentially screw ourselves over for anything of a high metabolism. So, The next part we want to talk about is the diet itself and the reason why it's a perfect diet, quote unquote. And and let's be honest, there's no such thing as a perfect diet. And and I even hate the word diet, but because of this article and who I'm writing it for, I use the words perfect diet, I use the words ripped, and you got to write to your audience. But for me, I use nutrition plan, I use eating plan, I use regimen because I do not think diet is a good word for most people. A lot of people have bad relationships with it. But there's three dieting protocols that I implemented into this plan And each one has a specific reason. The first one is paleo. And the reason I added paleo is simple. It's healthy. Like when we look at the the paleo diet, there's almost no food ingredients that cause allergic reactions. Now, let's be honest. Some people will get allergic reactions to eggs and things like that. 
But at the end of the day, it's pretty much a list of the most healthy foods for 99% of people. It's very low in tolerance. It's very easily digestible. And there's a ton of nutrients associated. You can't go on a paleo diet and become nutrient deficient unless you literally are eating the same thing every single meal. It's very hard to do because there's an abundance of nutrients inside that meal plan. On top of that, it becomes harder to overconsume calories because everything you eat on a paleo diet is filling. It's satiating. It's lean proteins. It's fibrous and cruciferous veggies. It's fibrous carbs. You can't even eat carbs that aren't low glycemic on a paleo diet. And for that reason, we're going to call this like a a hybrid paleo, right? I want 80% of the food you are intaking to be paleo. Because if we go 100%, that's a little, I believe it's a little above the spectrum, right? Because I'm a firm believer in utilizing specific things when the occasion occurs, right? So for example, white rice has become a staple in my diet again because there's a lot of times I can't eat two to three hours before training and I have to eat an hour before training and I'm about to go do a crossfit wad. And I know I'm going to be depleting a lot of glycogen. Rice is easily digestible and white rice is a carb that is fastly absorbed and converts to energy really easy. So it's a great source of pre-workout fuel, but it's not paleo. So for that reason, this diet is an 80% hybrid paleo diet. And that could mean five to six days a week you're eating paleo, or that could mean that just like 90% of your meals are paleo-oriented food, like the staples of your meals, right? When we look at when we look at the foods and ingredients that are going inside our bulk meals, like what proteins we're choosing, the majority of our veggies, all this stuff, we just want to think of the principles here, and we're gonna keep it simple. But the first concept of this diet is eating 80% paleo okay we want our gut health to be healthy we want digestion to be good we want a ton of nutrients because health matters and if health matters first in this diet plan you're going to sustain your results for longer you're going to have less cravings along the way you're going to have less likelihood of any intolerances or allergic reactions sensitivities or even hormonal issues because of food Um, and on top of that you're going to stay full it's going to be easier because even if you only have 1800 calories to play with you're going to feel like you're really full because you're eating paleo-style foods, which tend to be really satiating. The next one, which we're going to tie in from a fat loss and a health perspective, and that's intermittent fasting. So the reason I want to implement it, uh, I wanted to implement intermittent fasting in here, is really because we need to create some kind of caloric deficit, but we don't want to do it too often. So the way we're going to do this is one to two days a week, you're going to be doing an intermittent fasting protocol. The other days, five to six days a week, you're actually going to be at maintenance, okay? And this is, we're going to talk a little bit about health and we're going to talk a little bit about aesthetics here, okay? So the goal of any diet is losing fat and keeping muscle. It's very hard to lose fat and build muscle if you're not a brand new beginner, but all of us can lose fat and keep muscle. Now, we need to be in at least maintenance calories to keep muscle. We can't be in a deficit for too long. So on this diet, you should be in a, you're at your maintenance calories, if not a little bit above, five to six days a week, okay? And you can play with that depending on your specific goals and how long you have to play with this. But we want to be in a maintenance caloric intake for most of the week. Now, two days a week, we're going to intermittent fast and we're going to go on a pretty aggressive deficit. And the reason being is because we can lower our calories enough to burn a lot of fat in those two days. But with the intermittent fasting along with it, it does two things for us. First of all, it makes it way easier to stay in that caloric deficit because 
we have less meals to play with. And when we have less meals to play with, it becomes easier to eat less food for our daily intake. The second reason is because when we intermittent fast, specifically when you pass that 14 to 16 hour range, growth hormone has a big spike. And growth hormone not only helps build muscle, but when in a deficit, it helps maintain muscle significantly. It's like a savior. And that's the exact reason why our body essentially spikes growth hormone when we hit that 14-hour period. It's a survival mechanism because once upon a time in caveman years, when we were fasting looking for food, we needed to maintain our performance. We needed to maintain our hormones and we needed to maintain our muscle mass. And the only way to do that was to spike specific hormones like testosterone and growth hormone in order to make sure that we keep that muscle on our body. The next thing it does is it gives us an insulin sensitivity effect. And if our insulin levels are better, not only are we going to be healthier, but we're also going to be absorbing carbohydrates better. So when we come back to those maintenance days or slight surplus days, our body is absorbing the nutrients that we are taking in a little bit better. But see, if we were in a deficit every single day of the week, we might not be able to keep as much muscle. It's going to be really hard to stay at that maintenance calories and, and still lose body fat. So for that reason, we want two days a week. Now, you can split this up. Let's say your rest days are Wednesday and Sunday. Or you can do this on a Saturday, Sunday. Maybe you train in the afternoon on Saturday. So you do train on a on a intermittent fasting day. You can set it up however you want, two back-to-back days or split it up. But the point is, is one to two days a week, two days a week being the days if your goal is primarily fat loss and you want to get it done quicker, or one day a week if you're more worried about keeping muscle and you'd rather take the slow route to drop fat. The other reasons we want to do this intermittent fasting is purely from health. Not only do most almost all of our hormones benefit from intermittent fasting, but our sleep does because of the circadian rhythm effect. Um, our digestion does. Um, so our gut health goes through the roof. Our brain functions. So that our, cognit- our cognition and, and productivity go through the roof. Our moods, uh, actually mood swings happen less and your mood gets better. Depression fights. So there's so many reasons why it's healthy to intermittent fast on occasion um, that prove that you actually live longer that I think it's really important. If we're going to set up a perfect diet, we have to have some form of intermittent fasting. The next part is kind of – it's not a section of this because it's not a specific diet but it is part of intermittent fasting and what I'm talking about right now and it's part of the next topic. But I want to talk about G-flux. G-flux is a term John Berardi made way back and it essentially just means you're burning fat while maintaining muscle. Like I said, the theory behind it essentially is eat more, train more. And as most of you guys know, the whole motto of the industry is eat less, train more because we want to be in a deficit. So scientifically, that makes sense. But again, that only lasts so long and usually it doesn't last very long at all. And once we stop getting benefits from that, now we are down-regulating hormones. We are tearing down muscle. We are not benefiting anymore. So it goes from losing fat quick to stalling and being starving and having down-regulating hormones, which is why we don't want to be in a huge deficit for too long. If fat loss is your goal, you either need to do one of two things. One, be in a smaller deficit and be patient and let the process go, or we need to practice this theory of eat more, train more. And I know if I want to put on as much muscle as I can or maintain as much muscle, I need to train enough. So our goal here is to stay in that maintenance calorie intake or just above and just train enough to make sure that we are stimulating muscle growth. Because if we stimulate muscle growth, we will keep as much as possible and we will likely lose body fat in the long run because our body will be primed to burn fat. And when those intermittent fasting deficit days come up, guess what happens? 
we cut body fat. So essentially you're programming this to maintain and thrive in performance all week using this eat more, train more theory, G-Flux, by staying at a maintenance and then when those deficit days comes, you thrive on that fat loss. Okay. So along with all of this, the paleo diet, the intermittent fasting, this G-Flux theory of eat more, train more, the final piece of this is simple. If it fits your macros. Now, I'm not the Pop-Tart eating if it fits your macros guy, but I do know that science doesn't lie. And at the end of the day, calories in versus calories out is very important. On top of that, if we're looking to maintain muscle mass and perform better as we lose body fat, one of the best things we can do is dial in our macronutrient ratio every day and make sure that we're on a level that our body allows itself to thrive hormonally and from a muscular standpoint. That being said, the third and final part is if it fits your macros. And all this means is you need to set up your daily caloric intake to be, like I said, at a maintenance or slightly above all throughout the week. You need to set your calories on those intermittent fasting days to make sure that you are in a deficit. You need to make sure you're getting enough protein, so about a gram per pound of body weight, maybe a little bit more on those intermittent fasting days. And then you need to make sure that you're tracking this throughout the process. And the beauty about this is that we get best of each world. We're creating a deficit and allowing our hormones to thrive in a way that blocks our body from burning any muscle tissue during those deficit days by implementing intermittent fasting once to twice a week for 16 to 20 hours. We are also tracking our calories using the If It Fits Your Macro system. And then we are implementing 80% paleo diet. And with this, we will make sure that we don't get carried away with the flexible dieting crowd who implements a lot of junk food in order to still hit their macros. Because 80% of those calories need to be coming from paleo foods. And because of that, we have a metric to track all of this with. And there's absolutely no way we can't stay healthy. So the perfect diet is really, really simple. And that's why this is a short podcast today. It's simple because it takes three extremely well-known and proven theories in the nutrition realm that work and it puts them all together so you can get best of both worlds without getting trapped into a camp and leaving yourself stuck in one modality because you have the health from the paleo diet. You have the hormonal benefits from intermittent fasting and you created the maintenance, the G-flux theory, and the deficit all based off the metrics associated with if it fits your macros, which we know is vital for any type of result because if you don't know where you're at, or how to tweak along the way, you will never get to the end result. So that is the perfect diet, guys. If you can lock this in and set up your calories to be where they need to be and follow this consistently, I guarantee you will burn more body fat while maintaining, if not gaining, more muscle mass along the way. There's no other way to do this to stay as healthy as you possibly can while losing body fat and being in a serious deficit. So if you're somebody who wants to diet specifically for a result, of fat loss and maintaining muscle or keeping an athletic body, but you're afraid of losing health or performance, this is for you. Now, you need to be willing to track and record and stay diligent and committed to this process, but I think that's a fair trade-off for the result it's about to give you. So if you have any questions about exactly how to do this, what I need you to do is click the show, uh, link in the show notes, join the Mind vs. Muscle team page, ask any question regarding this specific quote-unquote perfect diet, 
and your specific issue or question or problem with it of how you're going to implement it into your lifestyle and just tag me, Cody Boom Boom McBroom, and I will specifically answer your question along with my co-host Theo and we will make sure that you know exactly how to implement this diet. And one last thing for you guys, leave us a five-star rating and review, please. And the way you can do this is simple. If you're already subscribed, you have to search us up. And if you're not already subscribed, you still have to search us up. So do us a favor so we can keep delivering awesome content to you guys for free. Search the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, leave us a five-star rating, and leave us a great review. The better your review is and the better the rating, the more we can continue to provide this awesome content so you can learn, grow, get better results, and keep thriving in your fitness and nutrition journey. I appreciate you guys all for listening, and I will catch you next time.